Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, Eric Simanis, a senior extension associate at Cornell University's Johnson School of Management, and Duncan Duke, an assistant professor of management at Ithaca College's School of Business, unearthed the profits at the bottom of the pyramid. During the past decade, many multinationals have come up short trying to make a profit by solving the pressing needs of low-income communities. Preoccupied with their social missions, companies have optimistically taken on challenging projects only to be surprised when weak consumer demand and obstacles such as bad roads keep revenues low and costs high. Overstretched and disillusioned, many switch gears and reconstitute their ventures as break-even social investments that are destined to remain small. Profits are critically important for ventures targeting the bottom of the economic pyramid, the more than 4 billion people who individually earn less than $1,500 per year. Compared with the Social Responsibility Project, a profitable business stands a better chance of being able to increase its scale and impact. It can command resources and be sure of continued support from both the corporate headquarters and the country office. Profitably selling to the bottom of the pyramid is difficult, but it can be done. It requires companies to focus on business fundamentals and start their ventures with a rigorous understanding of two key challenges in low-income markets— changing consumers' behavior, and changing the way products are made and delivered. Companies that underestimate these hurdles miscalculate the resources, innovation capabilities, and time involved, and project teams end up poorly equipped to accomplish the task. To help companies ensure that their ventures are built for success, we have developed an opportunity map, a framework drawn from our experience and research in Africa, Asia, and Latin America that uses these two key challenges to organize bottom-of-the-pyramid opportunities by their cost and complexity. With the map, companies can design and undertake ventures that match their resources and financial expectations and make profits, too. Some companies may find that the map warns them away from launching headline-grabbing ventures. That's no reason for disappointment. It's smarter to aim first for smaller-scale, incremental sales opportunities that stand a better chance of success. A steady flow of profits, however modest, will then allow companies to tackle riskier growth opportunities with greater social impact. Putting profits first is the most effective and sustainable way for companies to make a positive impact on the lives of the poor. The Hurdles in Poor Markets Let's start by delving into the two main challenges, changing consumers' behavior and rethinking the way products are made and delivered to customers. These are not only the most common hurdles companies face in bottom-of-the-pyramid markets, they're also the most widely underestimated. Consumer Behaviors That Have to Change People resist new products for a variety of reasons, but the biggest is a reluctance to alter deeply ingrained mindsets and routines. The greater the novelty, the greater the disruption, and people with limited means and limited product experience see extreme novelty in many products. For example, consumers in sub-Saharan Africa have responded poorly to insecticide-treated bed nets despite the technology's simplicity and effectiveness in preventing malaria. Companies such as Sumitomo Chemical have had a tough time changing misconceptions about how malaria is transmitted and persuading consumers to hang and take down nets every day. 
apart from the inconvenience, the nets are hot to sleep under. Even if a product is familiar, delivery through a new business model might pose an obstacle. Many villagers are used to taking loans from traditional moneylenders, for example, but switching to microfinance represents a big change. In most microfinance models, people must participate in borrowing groups, an activity that takes time and cooperation, and the entire group is responsible for loan repayments. To successfully educate consumers about new or untried products, companies often have to work with them over sustained periods. Sometimes it's necessary to create consumer groups in order to harness peer pressure and build support for new behaviors. Generating widespread demand can be complex and time-consuming, driving up marketing and sales costs and increasing working capital requirements. Company Routines That Have to Change Value chains may need to be reconfigured to reach low-income buyers. Customers may require lower price points than the company can meet. They may not have access to the retail outlets where the company sells its products. They may not respond to traditional marketing strategies. Or they may live in rural areas or slums where business units may be unable to operate at large scale because of poor infrastructure. The more far-reaching the needed changes are, the more complex, time-consuming, and costly they are to manage. The French eyeglasses company Essilor International provides an example of the challenges posed by the need to significantly alter value chains. The company initiated a pilot program to serve some of India's 6,000 rural villages using vans set up as eye clinics. However, despite efforts to streamline sales operations and outsource production, the company has struggled to generate enough revenue to cover the costs of the vans, $50,000 each, and offset expenses such as optometrist training. Consequently, Essilor's plans for expanding the program have stalled. SC John-